Welcome to episode 66 of I Dream of Cameras, the podcast about cameras and camera collecting. My name is Jeff Greenstein. And my name is Gabe Sachs. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 66. That is a bigger number than 65. I'm just letting you know. I'm so confused. I don't know what you're going to say or what you're going to do. Oh, here it comes. Your insistence, (laughs) your dogged insistence on retaining this one episode offset means that I have no idea what we're going to discuss in terms of the number 66. (laughs) By the way, while we're on the subject of math, I made a major math error again. No. Okay. You already said you made a major math error last episode. Okay, well, just guys, 64 is two cubed, okay? Let's just move off it. Anyway, so here we are, 66. Well, I'm not going to say Gabe. anything about years or anything, but I will say oh, oh. I will bring up <laughs> 1957, and boy, oh. was that a big year. All I can tell you All is right, wait. I was in oh, shock, God. and I think we're going to do it a little different this time. I think what? I'm going to ask oh. you a question. And see Ooh. if you think that a camera company wow. came up with a camera in 1957. What do you think of that? I'm confused. I'm oh. I'm so. It's going to be Gabe, perfect. Do you know that I'm a moron? <laughs> you I, are I'm not. Okay, please. you'll ask me the question. I will try and roll with. Ready? This, by the way, I'm just going to try and. By the way, can I say one thing before you get started? Yes. I happen to look on the internet uh, for the phrase "smash hit podcast" because we are one. Yes. Okay. Yes. Do you know what comes up? No. Something called Parenting Hell. No. There is no way that a show called Parenting no, Hell that's is terrible. a smash hit podcast. No, that's terrible. Not in the slightest. Okay. All right. Please continue. Okay. Here's what we're going to discuss. First of all, <laughs> the year in focus, which is my new yes. thing. The year in focus for this <laughs> week's episode is... Nineteen fifty-seven. Oh my God! So let's wait. It, it has a title. Yes. Where is the Fred Corey music cue? I know. I focus? know. I know. You know, Fred's moving, so he's got all the stuff Fred's going on. Fred's moving, but he's, got a, yeah, he, he's very well because of the millions. This. See, once right. again, this right. is what I'm. When I say we are a smash hit podcast, Fred right. made enough to buy a house. From this podcast. Right. Anyway. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, from this podcast. Okay. You know how the smart list guys made $100 million? Okay, <laughs> yes. that's $30 million a piece. All yes. right. We only had to divide it well, four ways. Right. We have $25 million a piece, and right. that's how Fred... Right, anyway. Okay. okay. That's got to be, be it. The, the 1957. <laughs> <laughs> the yes, year in focus ahead. is 1957. Mr. Jeff Greenstein... Did oh Nikon boy. come out with a new camera in 1957 or a modification oh. of a camera in 1957? I'm going to say that this would have been part of the Nikon S rangefinder series, perhaps the S3. I don't know. SP. Is that right? SP, you are correct. It's the SP. I said S3, but we're going to say matter. Nikon SP. It was okay, that's fine. introduced in 1957. Well, okay, you're uh, you ready? The Nikon SP. Okay, well, you know that I have one. Yes, you do, and you need one. And I'm jealous of it, but yes. And mine has that great story, which people will have to go back through the archives to hear. <laughs> Nikon SP signal camera of 1957. There okay, you go. all right, there we go. Ilford. Yes. Did Ilford come out with a camera in 1957? Not the witness. Not the Ilford witness. No. Can't be. No. Uh, I, the Ilford Reporter. Nope. I don't know what. The Ilford what? Sportsman. 
Never heard of it. What is the Ilford Sportsman? Viewfinder, rangefinder cameras made for Ilford in Germany by Decora. What? Decora, who has come up on this podcast before. I know. And the wow. first one was introduced in 1957. I thought it was, you know, it was the cheaper alternative to the Kodak Retina and Retinet series. So oh, uh, it's attractive. You like it, huh? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's yeah. A good sign. Wow. Ilford Sportsman never entered my. I mean, it looks. It's a handsome little rangefinder camera. Right. How about that. Okay. okay All so right. That's a good. I one, like right? this segment. I'm really enjoying this. Segment. Okay. Jeff Greenstein. Okay. Yes. Did Hasselblad? Oh, you uh, come out with a yes. camera in 1957. I mean, sure. I'm sure they did. You know, I can't tell one from another. Gabe, perhaps you looked at the little gift I gave you. Oh, I loved to find it. And out that the helped answer. me very much. Oh, okay. I the the 500C. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Whoa! you win a prize. The 500C. The, well, I mean, talk about a classic. Oh, beautiful. I mean, is that the first in the kind of classic square format? cover of Elvis Costello's this yeah. year's so, model so album. the prototypes Hasselblad. were in 1953 and the okay. final Hasselblad 500C was launched in 1957 and uh, it was replacing the previous design of a focal plane shutter from the 1000F so the 500C oh. utilized the leaf shutter so it's uh interesting and okay. you know high quality Carl Zeiss lenses you know there were some of those um if I remember correctly the Kodak lenses ektar i yes. may be wrong on this but they were okay. for the hasselblad so this was the uh, here's something i want you to do for me yes. by the way i think that in general on podcasts people say the word interesting too much okay so if i say it i just want you to buzz me or something so i won't okay we'll get a buzzer well we have a lot of okay. effects to catch up on yeah okay so 500c i love it fantastic okay, ready? please keep going yes kodak yes Oh, jeez. This is... Kodak came out with a camera in 57. Yeah, but you're going to kind of... You, 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 if you think about it, you'll be like, oh, yeah, of course, because it was... I mean, is it a retina? Yeah, it was a retina reflex. Which one? So oh, it was I like that to that one. line of retinas, so... Yeah, okay. That's still something. Kodak retina reflex. All right, I like okay, it. Okay, this is something that. you're going to know. I word. This is a camera okay. you're going to know. And yes. I did not know it, but it became my favorite thing <gasps> to research. You ready? And hey, I don't even know okay. the pronunciation. Ready? Yes. It was the spy camera. The oh. Concava Tassina. Uh, <gasps> wait. The what Tassina? I know oh about Oh, my Ticina's God. This is the whole cameras. thing with the Watergate and everything. It was the camera that was sort of onto the watch. What? Oh, okay. What? Concava. Concava Tassina. Yeah. It wow. uh, came with a watch band so that it could be worn like a watch. Twin lens wow. reflex camera with one lens reflecting what? up to the viewer and one lens reflecting down to the film. Holy cow. Let me look at it this thing. It is beautiful. Holy cow. This is, oh yeah, I've seen pictures of this and you know, I, I did not see one in person until I was at that incredible uh, camera museum in... Um, Prague, I guess. Yeah. No, Vienna. Vienna. Yeah, in Vienna. And uh, I had never seen one in person. And boy, is it small. Like when you see pictures <laughs> of this thing, it does not give you an appreciation for just how teeny this thing is. Wow. Okay. I thought you and Konkava your uh, special spy camera. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I've... Well, we're going to talk about something spy camera related. Don't let me forget. Oh, my gosh. I have a spy camera related <clears throat> piece of news. But please keep going. Jeff Greenstein, in 1957, yes. did Leica come yes. out with a camera? 
Oh dear. Uh, would that be the three G? No. Ah, uh, F. No. Oh, I don't know then. What would it be? The M two. We did this already. That was 1957. How can you say that to me? <laughs> I have that, Gabe. If you read the show notes of this podcast, yes. I have that for fifty-eight. No, how is it possible that it's also fifty-seven? Because it was introduced in fifty-seven, and whoever oh gave God, Gabe that information me. last time was incorrect. Oh man! But keep uh, it in those show notes right. because then it'll have a little controversy. They'll tell their friends all that right. we got it wrong. Then we'll get more viewers. Okay. Yeah, okay, I like it. Or I listeners. Like it. Okay, like I am too. Whatever. Fantastic. Um, okay. Also, here's the, here's your next quiz. Yes. How much did the M2 cost in 1957 with a 50 millimeter Elmar, Elmar 2.8? I'm going to guess $475. I, you know what? You and I are on the same page because I was in that world, right? Yes. $276. $276. Have you bothered to find out what that would be in today's dollars? No, but I will tell you how much they cost today on eBay. <laughs> yes, tell me that. So uh, with the lens, it can be anywhere from $1,600 to yes. $39.99. Okay, do you want to know what $276 is in today's money? Yes. $2,884. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, that's shocking. Okay, very interesting. Uh, very I word. I didn't. I didn't say it. Uh, that's remarkable. Um, Look at all the I'm gonna, We have so much to do use. on the show today, so I'm going to just do a couple okay. more. Ready? Yes, please. Um, yes. There is this really interesting camera. I'd love you to look up. It's called the Arsenal Salyut. S a l y u t. Is that a, it's a medium uh, format I, by Arsenal? Is that Kiev. a Russian camera? Arsenal Salute. Here it is. Uh, yes, Mike Ekman has written about yes, this. Yes, so this thing. is from Mike Ekman. That's, that's how I even heard about it. How about that? Yes, this is a, a Ukrainian camera. Soviet-made medium format SLR. Very handsome. I love that. Look at that. Wow. Yeah, Hasselblad esque Okay. Okay. Uh, great. Okay. Uh, Arsenal. Never heard of them. Okay. Can, Keep them coming. Can you tell me? Whether this is a trick question, but you're going to know the answer. Did <laughs> Pentax come out with a camera in 1957? The S? No. Or H? Pentax did no. not come out with a camera, but Asahi Optical Company came out with a camera. Oh, <laughs> yes. Came out with what? The Pentax, 35 millimeter single lens reflex camera. Oh, the original yes. Pentax. Yes. Oh, okay. That's okay. That is right? a wonderful. Trick question. I, the original Pentax. Okay. Exactly. And then All I right. will I, like uh, it. I will leave you with something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. The did Olympus come out with oh. the camera in nineteen fifty-seven? Well, isn't that the original one lug pen? This is the Olympus wide E. Oh, this is a very rare camera. Yeah, it's cool too. Yeah, this is a this is a TLR, if I'm not mistaken, right? Is that right? I'm looking, I didn't think so, but let me. You may be right. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. I thought the Olympus Wide was a TLR and a rather rare one at that. Uh, no, it's not. Oh, I'm so dumb. It's a 35 millimeter camera. Look at that. Jeez, made between 55 and 61. I am stupid. Okay. I like that. So that's the, the Olympus wide. E. wide. Okay. Um, e. That's where I'm going to leave okay. you. 
because I wow. there there's so many cameras and so much happened in 57. It's amazing because a lot of those cameras I absolutely love. Wow. It's crazy. Okay. Golly. Um, geez, what an amazing rundown. There's a little I rundown really for you. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Okay. Well done, my friend. How about this? Golly. Look at that. There you go. Okay. I'm just making notes of what you wrote down. Okay. Gabe. Yes. It's uh it's been a big few weeks. Oh we are goodness. a week late with this. Why is that? <laughs> well, I'll tell you why. Um Yes. I went away and then I came back and my girlfriend is recuperating from some surgery. And so listen, I got a lot going on. You do. All right? You do. And Gabe came to visit. It was very exciting. Which we're gonna talk about too. But I wanna start with an adventure you had, which is you went to the brand new Huntington Park camera show, right? It was I, I, just the fact that you said that got me excited. Yes. Yes. I went to the Huntington Park camera show expecting, as you know, nothing. I was expecting yes. that there would be a booth, a couple guys that I like to talk to, and it would be a successful afternoon anyway, because I yes. you know, get to talk to people in cameras and there'd be a booth there and, you know, with scattered stuff. But no, it was an actual camera show. Could be, you know, 10 or 12 tables. It was some of the usual suspects from the Pasadena show. It was so great. Every, you know, everyone came down to see what was going on. And what was I the think venue? that's going to be the new show. Was it another Elks Hall or something? Or yeah, it's Armenian in a, Banquet it's in a, Hall? I don't even know what it's called. It's an upstairs like Banquet Hall. And okay. it was spectacular. It was so much fun. Oh, boy. It was, you know, talking cameras. And you just felt that it's going to grow. And you just felt, oh, my gosh, there's going to be more tables every week. You know, everyone's trying to find out what happened to the original Pasadena yeah. show and how to get those vendors and lists and on and on. But he apparently has disappeared who had that show. And uh, oh. people have been trying to get more information, but they cannot. But he apparently has no information. But the rumor of the show was that he has a giant warehouse filled with camera equipment. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. All this made us oh think of, like, God. where is that warehouse? And can you imagine what it must yeah. be filled with? Damn. Okay, but usual suspects were there. Did you purchase anything? I almost purchased something. Oh. I actually almost purchased something, and the camera did not work when he showed it to me. Oh. So, what, what did you come um, close okay. to getting? Do you want to? Do you want to talk about what you came close to getting? <laughs> <sighs> I came close <laughs> to getting another point-and-shoot camera. Oh. And um, really, it was the uh, Contacts T. Just the Why plain one, the original that? one. I know, the little guy. Yeah. Right? Isn't that the little guy? It's, yeah, yeah. little-ish. You know. Isn't it super teeny, like an Olympus XA-sized thing? Or am I thinking no, of No, a little else? bigger than that. Okay. But, it, you know, in that world. Um, but, but it's a point, autofocus point-and-shoot, and what held you back? That it didn't work. <laughs> That's All right. the only thing that I'll be But back. are you on the hunt now? I was with Dave Tata, and uh, he is my camera guru. So when we were there and we were looking and uh there was just it was in mint condition and everything and he took it out and he tried it and he goes oh he was so bummed too so it just it wasn't firing with a battery or anything so oh okay that was that all right 
All right. This sounds very promising. I uh, agree. We will include a link because there's another one in two weeks, Gabe. Are you going a- to the next everyone one? Everyone needs to support this. I mean, you'll and meet some all people. All our Southern California guys. It'll be really yes. fun. Um, okay. Uh, I saw that this, they're trying to do this as a monthly thing, yes. and we have to show up for that. Definitely. So that's very exciting. Please show up. I'm going to be in L.A. in March, and I will absolutely go with Perfect. you. Perfect. That'll be so much fun. All right. I love it. Okay. All right. I got a couple updates. Yes, please. Um, one New York-based update, since we're talking about things in our respective cities. Yes. Um, I've decided to start bulk loading on the East Coast as well. Oh, my goodness. Um, yes. I bought another Alden 74 bulk loader because, guys, that's the best one. Perfect. Okay. And, of course, we cannot buy canisters because all of the canisters that are commercially available are terrible. So I went to Picture House slash Small Dark Room, which is one of my favorite labs here. They don't save them. Whatever their machinery is, they crack the cap and can't reuse it. So I started looking around for other labs in my neighborhood, Lower Manhattan, and came across something called 5R Photo Lab. So I just wandered over. They're right off Washington Square Park, I made friends with the owner, Alec, who is a photojournalist uh, who started this as kind of a, I guess, kind of a, I'm not quite retired sort of enterprise (laughs) with a couple of friends. There are a number of NYU students working there. It is a scrappy little lab that is rapidly expanding. And look what he gave me. Oh, my gosh. Do you see that? You got a canister party right there. Look at all these. Look at this. That's so great. He gave he pulled out like a box and he said, "Take whichever ones you want." And I started picking through them and he said, "Take them all." <laughs> so I have all these. That's great. All these. Isn't that great? So I I'm going to be bulk loading probably Eastman Double X very soon. But shout out to these guys. There are a lot of spunky little labs in your town. Let's hear from you guys if there's a spunky little lab you want to spotlight, okay? I love Picture House. They are big and fabulous. 5R is small and spunky, and I want to support them. That's awesome. Okay. Next piece of news. I did go away. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Gabe, did you go away is right. You... Oh, my God, did I go away. Okay, Gabe, would it surprise you to learn that I have never been on a beach vacation in my entire life. No, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Why is that, Gabe? See, this is I, I'm very interested to hear. Knowing me as you yes. do, okay, we've been friends for some time. Yes. Why would it why would you think that I am not a beach vacation it kind of person? It just doesn't seem to me that you would like going onto the beach, laying out and just sort of hanging. It feels like you would have more fun taking pictures or doing other things and yeah. I did it. I did it. It's the first time I've ever done it. I went with my girlfriend to St. Bart's in the French West Indies. By the way, did you know that St. Bart's is France? I didn't know that before I went. Yes, it is. It's France. We were there for a little over a week. I loved it. It was so beautiful. I mean, what do I have? I mean, guys, what? I'm telling you about a Caribbean island. It was stunning. We rented a house. It was incredible. What cameras did I bring, you ask? Well... I did bring the Olympus XA4, figuring I would need a pocketable wide-angle thing that was kind of... No, did not even touch it. Of course, the camera that got all the action, X 
pan baby. It's egg now, pan city for you. I had not shot with this in a couple of months because I've been besotted with the Minolta peas. But I figured I am going to a place where there are going to be panoramas everywhere I look. So I'm going to bring this. And I fell in love all over again. It's incredible. Now, you should not take this thing on a beach. <laughs> you really should not. And you should definitely not reload it on a beach. But I did. So if we are talking some year hence and this thing has seized up and died because the innards are rusting away from salt corrosion, you will remind me that I never should have taken this to a Caribbean island. But I will tell you, the photos I got back were wonderful. So Interesting factor, Rooney. Two things I want to share with our listeners and get their takes on. I brought five rolls of Portra 160 and five rolls of Portra 400. I shot primarily the 160 because it was dazzling sunlight most of the time I was there. I've never shot Portra 160 before. You know what? I think I like it better. Oh, boy. I think I like it better. The smoothness, lack of grain, beautiful rendering of skin tones because I shot some stuff with my girlfriend on the beach. A uh, couple of them are up on my Instagram. My God, does it render sea, beach, and skin beautifully. So I'm kind of a little bit of a Portra 160 guy. Oh, boy. Yep. Compare, contrast, discuss. One other thing I want to mention. I only brought the stock 45-millimeter lens. Every time I use the X-Pan, I get this hankering for the 30. Yes, you do, and you keep talking about it, and it's so expensive. And I keep talking about it. Yes, it's a $4,000 lens, guys. It's more than the camera. Do you know what I found myself wishing for? Actually, I wished I had brought the 90, Oh, which you wouldn't think, but... For portraits, for head and shoulder portraits in a beach kind of setting, the 90 would have been nice. Don't you think? I, I, I totally agree with you. I have not, I want to see it. The yeah. X-Pan 90. Uh, yeah, I'd love to see what that looks like. Yeah, so I was regretting not bringing the 90, which right now is in Los Angeles and I am in New York. So the 45 got all the work. But uh, boy, oh boy, what a camera. What a oh, camera. I'm so happy um, that worked out. Yeah, so... Um, you know, like I said, I have another X-Pan in Los Angeles that has not been to a beach. So <laughs> when this one dies, that one will come back to Why life. Why don't you just um, bring the see, other camera on vacation just for itself? I, just bring it on. That would, it deserves that would be a vacation. Very smart, but, but remember, the other one I don't know if I can trust. Right. Right. So. <laughs> I understand. So anyway. Yeah. Uh, okay. Then I came back. As I said, my girlfriend is recuperating. Papa. Gabe Sachs came to visit. So fun. Talk about it, man. In New York. What I, were you I, doing in New York? I had a Talk to New York me about trip. it. I went to, uh, I was in uh, the West Village, which is not yeah. that far from you, which was very fun. Yes. yes. I went to B&H Photo and a very fun experience when, uh, yes. with a uh, certain salesperson who was very funny. I mean, it was just great. It was just one of those things that, you know, I uh, was looking for something and I got a little too particular and he just basically sighed at me. Said, if you're, <laughs> if you're like, I, I, I was looking for the eight element 
Or wow. the eight blade lens. I think that's what it was. Oh, the eight blade Pentax, Pentax yeah. Takamar 1.4. Yeah. Oh, and he just sighed. He just man. sighed. I said, is this one yes. the eight or the seven? He just sighed and goes, you know, if you want to be one of the guys that sit home and decides whether the eight <laughs> or the seven is the right one, then fine. <laughs> but uh, just take pictures. Why don't you just take pictures? I mean, just, there's people and they're Leicas and they're on and on. Yeah. Why don't you just take pictures? This was my favorite person at B&H. I didn't know him. I've never seen him before. He was amazing. <laughs> he was so much fun. He just went but game, right to the point. You you didn't buy anything. I did not buy anything. I Oh, oh no, no, that's not true. I oh, I did buy something. Did Remember I returned it the next day. Oh, I yes, felt under pressure because he was mm. talking to me. <laughs> I thought I better buy something. And I bought something and then, and then realized I don't do not need it at all and I returned it the next day. Okay. Yeah, I'm having a little bit of an itch because I haven't gotten anything since I bought the uh, Canon EOS Rebel 2000 uh, back in November. And I barely feel like I bought anything because that camera was only 20 bucks. Yeah. Uh, by the way, for our listeners in the United States, there is an EOS Kiss Panorama on eBay for $24. I've never seen that camera. It's very cool. I have found, by the way, the I Dream of Cameras effect, a.k.a. iDoc effect, mm -hmm. has taken hold, totally taken hold of the Minolta P's. By the way, there is a Minolta P's Queen Elizabeth edition oh my on eBay. Have you seen this? No. Yeah, Queen Elizabeth edition, need. meaning the boat. Meaning the boat. It is inscribed with the logo of the boat. Anyway, you need that. Well, but, I did uh, make I did make a purchase though, and I oh, and I wrote okay. to you and I said I don't know why I just did this, but I somehow got infatuated with the Exa One B in yes. mint condition in a box and all this thing with a terrible lens on it apparently. So I got that camera, and that's on the way from Germany. And first time yeah. I've ever purchased anything from Germany other than Leicas from here, and then yes. I um. I bought the Helios 44. I don't know what that is. <laughs> and that's the swirly that bokeh. Oh, yes. yes, yes, and, yes. I, and that is going to be an M42 lens because I realize I really only have one other M42 lens. But as we're talking about Leica, let me tell you what happens. I get to New York. Yes. I'm walking around the West Village. I go to Joe's Pizza, of course. I go of to course. Rocco's, I get some pastry or two. I walk around and I hear Gabe. <laughs> and I turn around and it's Phil from Leica in Los Angeles. Unbelievable. It was hysterical. And he was there because they are opening the new store in the Meatpacking District, which is very exciting news. I think the grand opening is in March. I'm waiting to find out. Yeah. But it Not was so exciting. He's actually testing the new equipment. So there is wow. new stuff coming out that sounds like it's going to be very exciting. Wow. Yep. Is that, are you speaking perhaps of the SL3 or something that has yet to be announced? I think the SL3 would be appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, I took a hard, hard look at that baby. Yeah. But you know, I'm never going to do it. I don't need it. I, do, I definitely don't need a digital camera that is going to become outmoded. Right. And it's uh, not cheap, I'm sure. Yes, not cheap. Uh, speaking of that, by the way, perfect little segue. Yes. Um, we have a couple of news items that I would like to cover 
uh, from the world of photography mm. and photography adjacent. <laughs> did you know? Did you notice that our friends at Mint, a peculiar little camera company called Mint, have unveiled the design for their new compact 35 millimeter autofocus camera? Did you see this? I have not seen it because I get nervous that something is going to happen and this is never going. We're never going to see it. Oh, it's going to happen. Okay. And I'll tell you. Do you know what it is called? This is so weird. No. It's called the Roli 35 AF. Oh, my goodness. Now, Did they go get the rights? It turns out. Yes, it turns out. Now, by the way, I am pulling out just to accent this. Here's a real Roli 35. This is the Roli 35 SC. This is a magnificently engineered German camera that was made in Singapore, uh, but uh, a magnificent camera. Turns out you can license the name Roli for anything. I am not joking when I say that there are Roli beach towels. Jeff, what are we going to do with Roli? We're going to have to make a call. It is one of those names that sort of fell into disrepair, right. like TWA and Braniff and uh, to get all Polaroid for a while. Apparently, you can call something the Roli 35 AF and just make it part of the lineage of great cameras just by naming it that. Uh, in addition, yes. What do we need this for? <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to be a provocateur here. Yes. What do we need this for? It's going to be $600, is my guess. It's going to be a 35 millimeter autofocus camera. Maybe with things like USB rechargeable batteries right. or something. Who cares? I could not care less about this. Do people care? Do you care? Who is this for? Etc. Thoughts? You know, did I didn't read the press release or see what they were doing, but is it <laughs> is it uh, is it geared towards anyone? This is what I can't figure. Did they say I, anything? I guess... Did they do like this is who it, who we think would love this camera? I think that they're going at the young enthusiast. Mm -hmm. I think that they are going for the kids that are buying Yashica T4s and Stylus Epics and, right. you know, things that even the Pentax and Nikon, Nikon 35, L35 AF, those, those people. That's what they're going for, except they're going to give you a new one, you right. know, that's never been used. Uh, I think it's dumb. Now, I'm sorry. <laughs> I am prepared to be wrong. But this, to me, especially the fact, honestly, the fact that it's called Roli annoys me so intensely because it's not a Roli. It wasn't made by, in Braunschweig, by Schneider Kreuznach or Franka <laughs> and Heidecke. Right. Actually, I got it right. It is Franka and Heidecke. It was a, it's some company that just bought the name. I don't like it. I don't like the vibe. I want to hear from the teeming millions who are going to hate on me. Look, I'm giving you something to hate on besides my, the very the fact that I mentioned Vivian Meyer. Right, okay? exactly. Come at me, Mint fans. You needed fans. something else to talk about. Yes. I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> By the way, uh, on my way up to record tonight, I asked my girlfriend. Now, you may notice she is not in this episode. Okay? She is going yes. to be... In an upcoming episode, the three of us discussed it. We have a plan. But I said to her, as I walked upstairs to record, I said, do you have a message for our listeners? She does. Do you want oh. to know that message? Yes. Three little words. 
three little words. Smash hit podcast. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's it. That's what she said. I said, do you have she a message? Said That's it. what she said. Oh, I'm very One excited piece for her to be news. on the show. Yes. This, She's this going to be, be on the very show. very fun. One final piece of news, which I think we may have talked briefly about that I wanted to bring to the attention of our listeners because we do a lot of business on something called eBay.com. You do, right? Oh, yes. I do. Oh, yes. We've talked about it. Did you see the outcome of this criminal investigation into eBay executives who were extremely creepy criminals? Did you see this? Yes, I did. I did. Guys, I'm going to sum up a long read in a couple of short sentences, but I urge you to Google this. There was a couple in Natick, Mass, who ran a, a technology newsletter called E-Commerce Bytes, B-Y-T-E-S, yes. and I guess they said the occasional unfavorable thing about eBay. eBay was so galled by this that a bunch of executives got together and began a systematic terrorism campaign against this poor couple, which involved graffitiing their house, sending pig fetuses and unordered pizzas to their house. This went on and on and on. eBay finally settled this last month for a, a number in the millions. But my God, what in the world Anyway, it's so weird. It gave it's such me a pause. bizarre story. I actually saw it on the news. Yeah. Yeah. Nuts. And well, eBay, a multi-billion dollar company, is so threatened by two, like a couple with a newsletter in Natick. <laughs> right. Guys, have you ever been to Natick? <laughs> okay. It's not the Pentagon. Right. Uh, uh, anyway. Anyway, it just gave me pause. I've done a lot of business with that company, and I was like, gee whiz. Five executives are looking at up to five years in prison for this. Crazy. Pretty startling. Anyway, look it up. It's fun. It's a good story. Okay. Do you have any other news items? Gabe? Oh, I have one other news item. Sorry. Yes. But I just monopolized. Gabe, go, 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 do go. you have any other news items? I have one more. Any other news I items? I impulse I'm bought to think. something. Okay. No, go ahead. No. Anything? No. I impulse bought something. What? Okay. Have you heard of CamerHack.it? No. We have mentioned them on this podcast before. They make cool camera hacks. They make, I believe, the Facmatic 35mm to 126 adapter. And I believe they have also made... Boy, I'm just running my mouth without any sort of ability to back this up. But I believe they have also made that adapter kit that lets the Pentax 6x7 shoot faux panoramic, mm -hmm. right? This ring any sort of bells? No, well, go on. The mad scientists at CamerHack make a Minox slitter. Look at this. It's a 3D printed device. Look what's inside. You put your 35 millimeter film in here. You put your Minox cartridges in here and you spin, spin, spin. And these little razor blades cut it so that you can load your own Minox cartridges. That is spectacular. Isn't it great? Isn't that great? I don't know when I'm going to use this, but I'm Where do kind you get of the excited. Cartridges? You can either reuse old Minox cartridges right. or you can buy them on eBay. They're cheap. They're plastic. They're cheap. There are metal ones made by a weird guy in the UK that I met at the Photographica show uh, who is a Minox obsessive. 
Uh, but anyway, how cool is that That's little really device? That's really cool. That's a great invention. It's like thir- Isn't that fun? It was like 30 bucks. Yep. Three little blades there. Anyway, Minox Slitter. Does I know that the answer to this is no, but do any of our listeners slit and load their own Minox film? Because if you do, I want to hear from you, and I want to hear some tips. Okay. I'd love to know who Finally, that is. Finally, Gabe. Yeah. Yeah, how about that? Okay. Uh, finally, anything else from you, my friend, before we dip into a ridiculously prodigious mailbag? Oh, I think we should dip away, as they say. All right, guys. Um, it is time to take a ride on <laughs> on a bathyscaphe and submerge ourselves in a prodigious... Mailbag. The mailbag is running 52 deep with mails stretching back to early November. Thoughts? <laughs> it's so bad. I mean, shall we dive in? I should love we, everyone listening. We, That's so nice that they take part in. Shall we do an accelerated version of the mailbag? What yes, do you want I to think do? that's important. Let's okay. do that. We're we're going to do an accelerated mailbag because, guys, we got to clear this out. We love you so much, and we don't want you to think that we are disregarding you. So I am going to pick a sentence from each mailbag and get a reaction from Gabe Sachs. This first one comes from Tom Northenskold's subject line, a camera to get on your radar. Here is the sentence. I've found that camera, the Kodak Retina 2C. Gabe Talk to me about your experience with retina cameras. Have you used them at all? Zero. I mean, I have one. Zero. I'm sure I have a couple right behind us, but I don't, I don't I've never used them. I just, I don't know anything about them other than, uh, well, I have one. This, uh, this is quite an encomium from Tom. <laughs> As you know, I have a retina 3C yes. with a capital C that has been languishing for two months with our trusty dusty camera repair guy because he needs a pinion, either a rack or a pinion. Or a, or a canooter valve, but one of them. Yeah. Our canooter valve. When it is fixed, I will see Tom. If the retina excites me as much as the retina excites you. Next email. Look how we're moving. Love it. Next email. Lachlan Fish with a Y. F-Y-S-H. Sent an incredible email about the subject line, Touring Japan. Okay? Touring Japan. And he sent an incredible travelogue, which I really enjoyed talking about his trip through Japan. There is a follow-up email from December where he outlines all the places that he went. So I am going to skip ahead to that email, and I am going to read one sentence from it. Now, Lachlan, you are the man. (laughs) I loved reading this. Thank you for the tips. First of all, I want to say, Gabe, are we doing an I Dream of Cameras trip to Japan? I think that's a must. 100%. I cannot wait. My girlfriend and I are talking about all the trips we want to do. She has been to Japan. I have not. I really want to go. And Lachlan gave me a veritable laundry list of places to go to. But I am going to read one sentence from one of his emails. Here is the sentence. Well, in the end, I bought exactly one camera, a Minolta Peas. Oh, my goodness. How about it, man? There you go. How about our friend Lachlan? From Japan. All those choices in Japan. He opted for a peas. Have you been shooting more with your peas, my friend? 
Yeah, I shot. I love it. I love it. I, I shot. Isn't it fun? Yeah, and I'm I'm going to do it on another shoot next week. So it's very fun. So damn fun. So listen, Lachlan, we love you. Thank you for that travelogue. I am bookmarking and saving this for the trip that I am inevitably going to take, that Gabe and I are going to do together with our loved ones. Here we go. <laughs> Next one from Bruce Horn. Subject line, first thoughts after re-listening to the episodes. <laughs> okay. I'm going to read one sentence. I just got through re-listening to all the episodes over the course of a few weeks, and I highly recommend it to everyone, including the two of you. Gabe, reaction. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> Maybe we have to go back and re-listen to them. I really wonder Maybe about that's... this. I've never done it. Oh, my God. i never done no. it. But we do have... Are we in our third year now? Oh, it's crazy. Is that right? Yes, right? Yeah. Aren't we Maybe in year four. three? Yeah, three. I mean, yeah, I mean, for the inevitable I Dream of Cameras coffee table book, maybe we do need to re-listen. Uh, we have a couple of emails in the mailbag where people describe going through the entire 65-episode archive up to now. Well, we are going to do a vinyl. Uh, God, it'll be a three-vinyl set, but it'll be really entertaining. That's right. It'll yep. be like a Grateful Dead bootleg yes. on three LPs. Yep. Unbelievable. Well, anyway, Bruce, thank you for your email, okay? And thank you for enduring a re-listen to our show. Okay, next email. Alan Perez. Does that name ring any sounds, sort of a bell? And if so, familiar, make the not sound sure. of a bell ringing. Not sure. Okay. Here we go. This is regarding episode 63. One sentence. Whatever happened to the special music Gabe used to provide when Jeff read one of my letters? Gabe, what happened? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I ran out of music because there were so many music cues. I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> land on one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's your answer, there you go, Alan. Alan. We love you. Hey, guess what? The next email is from a gentleman with the exact same name. Oh, my gosh. I wonder if they know each other. His name is Alan Perez, and he provided a link to a New York Times article called, Is This the World's Highest Grossing Photograph? Did you see this article? No. Tell me. It is about a photograph called Girls in the Windows, which apparently has been licensed quite a lot, and it is a it is a discussion of the inspiration behind this image, the photographer who made it, and the incredibly long tale that this photograph has had. Go to the New York Times website, input that phrase, read the article. Next up, <laughs> Malcolm Myers. Malcolm Myers. Oh, my goodness me. The subject line is Vivian Meyer. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I'm going to read one sentence. Malcolm, we love you. Here is the sentence I'm going to read. Okay? I think that we are also possibly a bit jealous of the freedom she had taking pictures on the street without hindrance or objection, something that is so much harder to do in our Internet world. Thoughts? Yeah, that's really interesting. And also, you know, not everyone had a camera. And right? it was uh, it was one of those novelties. And I think it was no one. I really don't think people were bothered by it, you know, because it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to take a pic. If you took a picture of someone, you never saw that person again. They, they yeah. were going to mail it to you. They, you just never saw them again. And you never saw that picture. Yeah. 
Yeah, Malcolm, this honestly had not occurred to me because when I think about Myermania, I think about it as exploitive and all the other things that I've talked about. Uh, you know, I've also talked about how great it is that it gets people picking up a camera, but it is a, a portal to a time where a woman on the streets with a Roloflex was an utter anomaly. Totally. And so I think that is part of the fascination. So, Malcolm, thank yep. you for that That's perspective. Great. You know what? We're into December now. We're cruising. Oh, we are rocking Shall here. I continue? Here we go. Larry Effler wrote, subject line, epiphany. Okay. Uh, here is the sentence. Uh, okay, I'm just going to read the sentence. Look, we have to acknowledge all of the people <laughs> who write us. By the way, this is Larry Effler of the Embrace the Grain podcast, which, while not a smash hit, is a worthy podcast in its own yes. right. Here is the sentence. He talks a little bit about the life that I'm living. Then he says, I just hope we don't have a second season twist and learn that our hero, he's talking about me, is actually a tax fraud felon in witness protection. Oh, yeah, this would be bad. That would be <laughs> that would be a good twist, though. What if I, after all, for 65 episodes, you are that Jeff I have been talking about how I use S. Jeff Greenstein because Jeff Greenstein is a tax fraud felon. What if it were an elaborate charade? I think it's a charade. A canard, if you will. <laughs> a bit of subterfuge, as they might say yes. in St. Bart's. Yes. Okay, Larry. All right. I like the way you think. Next email comes from our beloved Michelle LeMay. Yes. All right. One of our legions of devoted female listeners. She sent some beautiful photographs. Lovely, lovely photographs. But I can only read one sentence from this email, subject line, travelogue and love. Okay? Here we go. All right? A word about love. For this holiday, I had rented the Sony point-and-shoot I was actively coveting in my last missive. This camera, the RX107, that's Roman numeral 7, does literally everything. Gabe, have you ever found yourself fascinated by these point-and-shoot digitals that are becoming the vogue these days? Do you have thoughts? Yes, I really like some of these digital cameras, especially the early, early ones. They just give sort of, you know, if you think about expired film or, you know, you sort of get the early incarnation of what these digital cameras eventually become, but they're very rusty looking and like pixelated yeah. and and some of them have a cool feel to them. I mean, it's not my thing, but people are picking these up left and right, and they're harder and harder to find at the thrift stores. Yeah. I am not interested because, to me, if I want to point and shoot uh, digital, I have my iPhone. I do want to do a little shout-out. I don't know if I've mentioned this. Gabe, did I tell you about this iPhone app called Richie Cam? Did we talk no, about this? No, 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 no. I want to hear about this. Okay, Richie Cam, that's R-I-T-C-H-I-E, capital C-A-M, okay? This is a film emulation camera app for your phone. Here's why it interests me, guys. It has an X-Pan emulation mode. Oh, boy. And it's not bad, okay? It applies some filters to make the image look a little filmish. That's fine. More importantly, it 
sets the focal length of latter-day iPhones. Okay, I think I have a 12. It sets the focal length to the equivalent of the 45 millimeter X-Pan and the aspect ratio to 24 by 65 millimeters so you can shoot X-Pan style. If you guys haven't got a Minolta P's and you don't want to then you don't want to spring for an X-Pan, try Richie Cam. That's my that's my digital camera recommendation. How about I'm that? I'm excited about this. Let me uh put that in the old show yeah. notes because people may want to see about it. Okay. Anyway, anyway, that is our email from Michelle. Next up, a gentleman named Martin McPherson. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> I'm glad you're back in the swing of things. I'm going to mention something from his last paragraph. He was recognized as Martin of I Dream of Cameras fame in this year's Emulsive Secret Santa. His response was, Cleveland by way of questionable Scottish accent. That's me. <laughs> that is amazing. Isn't that great? I love it. Martin, you're a legend now. So he is Audioper on Instagram, by the way. Anyway, I'm going to read one sentence. Ready? I know you hate praise, okay, but I am going to give some to Gabe's portrait work specifically. I love seeing those images on the gram and hearing about the cameras and techniques and gear involved is fun. That is so Gabe, kind. Oh, my goodness. It's so nice to hear someone. Yeah. Talk about that it. That is a good kind of praise. You know, that's praise for your photographic acumen and not for this smash hit podcast. Well, it all goes way, hand in hand in my mind. By the way, I want to remind you It all goes hand in hand. Yeah. I want to remind you guys of why we disdain praise. Have I mentioned this on the show lately? <laughs> Have I mentioned this lately? The reason that we do not echo your praise on the show, it's not that we don't like being praised. Praise away. I am just never going to read it on the show because I got into it. I can't even say I got into it. It was a one-sided thing. Ryan Murphy, very, very talented gentleman. He has a new show out called Feud, Capote and the Swans. Apparently, it's very good. I noticed that all of his, all that his Twitter account did, he followed zero people. He had like 100,000 followers or something. All he did was retweet praise. And so I made a joke at him about how his Twitter account was a bot that retweeted praise, <laughs> and he blocked me. There you go. So you I feel like it's incumbent upon me to not retweet praise. Next go. up, Alan Daly, okay? Not to be confused with other Alans who find themselves in the mail back, okay? Alan Daly subject line, Jeff stars, well, sort of, in the latest Camerosity podcast, Pentax ES2. Did you hear the latest, well, not latest, but the Pentax episode of Camerosity? I did not. I guess I was disgust <gasps> on the podcast oh, boy. in this context. Uh-huh. Uh, this wise old sage, okay, one of the members of the Camerosity family. By the way, we love that show. They never mention us, never. but we talk about how great never, they are. Never, ever mention This wise us. old sage added regarding the Pentax ES and ES2 said, don't listen to that Jeff character on that, quote, other broadcast who seems to have endless bad luck, but instead keep going and get an ES or ES2. <laughs> Gabe, do you have thoughts about this ad hominem attack well, on look, me? The other reason we don't like praise is because we're so not used to it being in the television business 
and constantly <laughs> criticized all the time. So we're always suspect yes. of any praise that comes our way and that there's a butt coming at any, any moment after that. Um, look, they mentioned our name. Okay. They said other, yes, that's in a close, deprecatory other podcast. <laughs> in a deprecatory fashion. Right. I know. I know. But all publicity, you know what they say. I know what you, I know that's true. Let me ask you this, Gabe. We're going to go, uh, this is a statement probably more than a question. I'm going to, we are going to go on praising the pods we like. Okay. Yes. We don't need them to name check us. We made a $100 million deal right. with Spotify. Right. Okay. We have <laughs> enough love from the community. Okay. Thank you for writing, Alan. Next up, we are cooking. Colin Hibbard writes, this was a deep cut. I'm going to read you the subject line. I want you to tell me if this means anything to you. Okay, you with me? The subject line of this email is Sydney Uncle Bouncy Bearish. Yeah. Does that mean anything to no, you? No, go on. Okay. I can't read this email because it's off color. Okay? But Colin references an episode of Dream On, which was my first staff wow. job in TV. Yes. One of the early HBO series, even before Larry Sanders. Right. Uh, right after First and Ten, there was Dream On. It was my first job created by Marta Kaufman and David Crane, who, of course, took me with them to their next show, something called Friends. My partner then, Jeff Strauss, and I wrote the premiere episode of season one, which featured a character named Uncle Bouncy, played by Tom Poston. Ah. And... Colin was asking if I had my pen EE on set to take some snapshots of a particularly prurient scene from that episode. The answer is no, Colin, but I appreciate you noting this early aspect of my filmography. He also asks, did I work on Mind of a Married Man? No, I did not. Okay. <laughs> but thanks for noticing, Colin. Yes. My God. Dream on. Super deep cut. Next email comes from a gentleman named, you may want to get your bell ready, Alan Perez. Hmm. Wishing us happy Hanukkah. Next email. Okay. <laughs> yes. This one made me really happy, and I'm really sorry I can't read all of it. But it is from Fernando Villava. Hmm. Villava? How would you pronounce that? V-I-L-L-A-V-A. -L -L -A -A. If you were pronouncing Villava. the name Fernando Villava yeah. writes, I was today on a trip to Vienna just to visit the camera stores you just mentioned. How about that? Interesting. He went to every stop on the Vienna trip that I outlined on Instagram. Oh, my goodness. And had a great time. He also emailed the gang at each one of these places. He emailed them to tell them about their appearance in episode 62 of the podcast. And they followed us and they I reposted some so of the cool. Instagram stuff. Hey, Fernando, thanks for doing that. That's you know, really I great. mean, that's really lovely of you to circle back. And uh, we loved those places. It was, uh, oh my God, Photo Borsa, Joe Geyer, Camera 31, the, uh, the, the uh, museum in, at Ost you know, the, um, um, what do you call it? The photo museum. It was amazing. So thank you for doing that, Fernando. That was really, really nice of you. Okay, next up, Constantine Stewart. In your hometown, Gabe, Albuquerque, New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <sighs> okay, all right. Um, 
I'm going to read a little bit of this email a sentence. Here we go. At this point, I really don't know how many cameras I have, but I pulled most of them out a few months ago and laid them out on our guest bedroom bed, a full double, which is 80 inches by 54 inches. The bed was almost completely covered. Gabe, if you took your camera collection and laid it out on a bed, would it take up the whole bed or an additional bed or a third bed? Thoughts? Yes, because I think I've done this not, I mean, not because I was doing it to see how much I had. It was because I, I had to fix a cabinet, I think. Um, I believe that I would fill two king beds. Wow. That's what I think. Okay. Let's hear from you, gang. This is a little bit like, uh, you know, a math problem from eighth grade where you talk about the average size of a camera and the average mm -hmm. size of a bed. How many beds would, would your camera collection take up? I think mine would be one. I only have 45 cameras, guys. Yes. Only 45. And I'm really thinking about whittling it down further. But, Constantine, thank you for writing. Thanks for checking in. So Here good. we go. Next up, Sean Nelson. Wrote, subject line, Minolta Peas. Real simple. He says, by the way, Sean is from Utah, utahfilmphotography.com. Love this guy. Excellent follow on Instagram, by the way. He says, my family bought me a peas for my birthday, taking it to Italy this summer. The red is perfect. And he sent a picture of his red Minolta Peas with many rolls of film. IDOC effect. Yeah, people are huh? using these cameras. They're fun cameras, and they also feel strong. I people keep saying that, but they just feel them. like a solid camera. Yeah, I think a lot of people are picking up on it. We have had many people tag us, including a correspondent who is coming up soon, uh, to talk about their experiences. I like it. Okay, I am noting that the battery on my laptop is getting low, <laughs> so we're going to do, oh, my God, maybe knock off two more emails fast. Cool. Here we go. Huh. You know what? I can knock off four real fast. Here we go. Number one comes from Brian McDonald. <laughs> I got to do both of them. Nice. And Fernando. We got a little accent. Special day here today. Here is the subject line is Christmas gift idea. Okay, we've passed Christmas, but that's fine. He said, you asked for Christmas gift ideas for photographers. I never thought I would say this, but I now own a monopod. Gabe. What the hell? Do you own or use a monopod? I do own a monopod. I have used it twice, and it's uh, it's useful in some situations. That's all I can tell Damn. you. It's something I could never see you using, Jeff, but I think it's useful. There's no universe in which I would use one. No. <laughs> but thank you for the tip, Brian. Now we're going to close out with a triple Alan Perez. Here we go. <laughs> Three emails in two days. Here we go. He said, regarding episode 64, there's a photo group on Facebook titled F64. Okay, thank you for that tip, Alan. He also called our attention to, in the New York Times, December 24th, about two climbers who died on a mountain in Argentina. One of them had a Nikomat that was recently recovered in a receding glacier. The Times published the recovered photos. Did you see that, by the way? It was yes, super cool. Yes, amazing. The Nicomats and the film survived and they printed it. Finally, he has a book recommendation. Now, I have dismissed this thing in the past, but he recommends the Paul McCartney book, Eyes of the Storm, 
which is Paul McCartney's photos of the Beatles' 1964 right. world tour. He used a Pentax Spotmatic. So we, you know what? Because we love Alan, that is going to bring to a close our prodigious. It requires a bathyscaphe to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> Mailbag. Thank you for everyone who wrote. That takes us almost to the end of December, and it's early February. We're going to knock off the rest of these in the next episode. Guys, please continue to email us. Respond to our nincompoopy ways at idreamofcameras at gmail.com. Gabe, thoughts on the state of the mailbag? How are you feeling? Uh, I think it's uh, it's going to be fullerer and fullerer as we go. <laughs> Those are my thoughts. Yes, it is. Okay, so please write to us, gang. Do not let this dissuade us. Gabe, whom do we have to, is it thanks first or Instagrams first? I think uh, we can do, th let's do it differently. We'll do thanks now. Now let's thanks will be. Whom do we have to thank? Keith Greenstein for giving us this amazing yeah. look and merch and beautiful stuff and being your brother. Gabe has been putting up I Dream of Camera stickers everywhere. Oh, yes. They are all Keep over a look the out. place. And uh, if yes. you can find them in New York, please do. And I was giving them away like crazy because there's a lot of film shooters in New York. So that was yes. very exciting. And then All right, also, so thank you to Keith. And then who else? Who yes. Else? I think it's the Fred Corey because he's uh, yes. you know, in the middle of a move. And he still provides us with a beautiful sound. And, and in the future, there will be a lot of sound bites. So we're very excited about that. So thank you to both of them, and thank you to the legions of listeners who have stayed with us. Yes. We appreciate you. Please. As always. Please, please. Yes. I know we say this, but it's so important. Anyone who likes us, please leave a review on Apple. Uh, yes. You know, where we're uh, podcasting from. <laughs> Anywhere yes. where, where you can leave a review, please reviews. do. Yeah. Yes, leave a review on the iTunes store uh, or any of those other platforms. It helps people find us. Yes. Very As always, you can find us on the internet at idreamofcameras.com. Many kick-ass t-shirts, including one that says the words Smash Hit Podcast on it. Love it. You can follow us on the Instagram. We have a prodigious following on Instagram. It is I Dream of Cameras. Also on Instagram, Gabe Sachs is Gabe Sachs. Look for his portrait work. His last couple of uploads have been gorgeous. And then there is me. That's Jeff Greenstein because Jeff Greenstein really is a tax fraud felon. <laughs> this is true. Gabe, I would be honored if you would Walk us out of here. Here's what I would love you all to do. Please, please send us interesting film photography websites or photography websites that you love that may be small, that may be startups or anything like that, because we love them. And uh, there's just a couple that I discovered. The one's called Analog News, which I oh. think is very huh. cool. And there is one called I shoot or shoot with film, which is shootwithfilm.com, which I which I just getting into, and uh, the uh, and look, we love Mike Ekman, we love thirty five. There's there's yes. so many that we like, but the ones that don't get mentioned a lot, I love to check this. And the other one is um, myfavoritelens.com. Hey, thanks. There you go. That's so please tip. send Thank us. You. Please send us your 
uh, websites that you love because we love learning more. And uh, that is going to be my adventure this week is going to see all the film diary websites and dive into them and see what I can buy that I don't need. See you next time.